Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. I'm very glad this is over. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, up in the frozen north, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Yeah, I'm knocking on wood right now that uh, this this episode makes it because there are ice storms just taking out power all over the place right now. I I literally just pulled a three and a half foot long icicle off the corner of my roof coming up from the coming up from the driveway <laughs> just to bring in the house to show the kids. I was like, look how big this is. <laughs> Oh, like like the Tuscan Raider, like ur, 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 in the air. Was, the kids loved it; they were big fans. Uh, your your house is just growing spears, like <laughs> yes, yes, falling hazards. Yeah, like I tell my kids, like don't I, I I continuously knock them off because I'm afraid of one of them just like standing underneath the icicle, staring up at it, and it just becoming dislodged and <laughs> killing my child. So yes, uh, like most parents, I live in perpetual fear of my house killing my children so it must be terrifying like i can't even imagine you know what you get over it pr- pretty quick actually eventually like you just learn you just learn you just you just can't you just can't protect from everything so you just knock down the icicles when you get a, a, a good one going and other than that you let them let them just be themselves <laughs> excellent oh excellent. yeah uh well we do have a sweet show lined up this week pat yeah so we had well we have a guest on this week and we were going to go into a real deep dive of a deck that they specialize in and uh then uh wizard just drops a band <laughs> announcement on us uh and shockingly they go and ban three cards out of the format which was uh i think needed and we'll, we'll obviously get in get into that right away but uh first why don't you introduce our guest jerry and we can get their uh their perspective on it as well I know. Unfortunately, we stole his thunder, but we're still going to talk some uh, some sweet deck list tonight. Uh, but c- joining us on the show is the one and only Michael Clifford, affectionately known as Cliffy. What's up, bud? How's it going? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, so... You are an expert of a pretty niche uh, Storm combo deck, uh, Ruby Storm, uh, but you're also pretty well known in the uh, the Legacy community. Where might uh, people kind of uh, heard about you uh, who might not be as familiar with you? Yeah, uh, so I play mostly Ad Nauseam Tendrils. That's it's like my my main deck that I play. Um, Cliffy81 on Twitter. Um, I I won the first Legacy PTQ that was on Moto. Um, I've been putting up pretty good GP results with the deck and I don't know. I try to talk with a lot of people in the community too. <laughs> you're just, you're just a likable guy. You're just out there being sociable. Yeah. Hey guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You, you hit that mark real well. <laughs> uh, but so you're mostly an ad nauseum tendril storm player, but lately you've been kind of playing some Ruby storm, which is a pet deck of yours, uh, just as a way to, Kind of enjoy the meta. Pet deck is exactly how I would describe the deck, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, so so when I a first started deck. playing the deck, uh, it was like back in 2018 when War of the Spark just came out, and there's all these cards like Dreadhorde Arcanist, uh, Narset, Karn, and like people are starting to play Counterbalance again. I'm like, I hate all these cards. It's like I can't play. I can't play Ant in this meta. <laughs> So so I did some poking around for like a different more fun storm deck I could play. And it turns out that Ruby Storm, uh, the deck that we'll go into in a little bit is really really good at powering through all the permanents that decks like Ant and Tess can suffer against. Sick. Well yeah, uh we will definitely get into that in some more detail, but first I think we need to address the elephant in the room. Uh one of the cards that you actually caused you to put down Ant uh, was recently banned today, uh, which was uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, but also Wizards dropping the bomb of of finally banning Oko and Arkham's Astrolabe. I mean, fifteen bans across four formats. By the way, yeah, <laughs> like Holy. this is this, this is one of the chunkiest ban uh, and restricted updates I've ever seen. Yeah, which. 
For the love of God, we wouldn't have to do this, Watsi. If you... We got two soft bans, too. Yeah, and two soft bans. So actually, technically, four bit cards effectively banned in Legacy because uh, they fixed the Valky interaction with Cascade. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, so you can't do the other side of Tybalt, right? Or whatever yep. it is. Yeah, other side of Valky, which is the Tybalt side. Which which makes sense, right? Like that you should never be able to cheat on it. Like Cascade is already kind of a cheating mechanic. It doesn't make sense that you can cheat because you have modal double face cards, essentially. Yeah, but I mean, rip, boom, bust, suffering for Valky's sins. Oh yeah, no! I mean, whatever. Like, who plays that anyway? <laughs> uh, rug. I mean, Rug Delver did. Uh, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Twelve years ago, <laughs> it's like. Nah, I mean, they probably could have would have gone back to it with like Dreadhorde Arcanist getting banned. I'd yeah, say. but I'm like, can I? All right, so we'll just say Ast- uh, Astrolabe. I'm gonna bloodbraid elf into a rough tumble. <laughs> yeah, that too. Astrolabe, Arcanist, and Oko uh, are the three cards in Legacy that are banned. Um, tangentially, uh, Lurus is unbanned in Vintage. Uh, obviously, that doesn't affect the Legacy format, but for all of our Eternal format players, uh, yeah, those are those are the ones affecting our formats. Um, Oko, I think, has been like the biggest defender, right? Like people have been calling for a ban for that card for a long time. Um, and certainly Astrolabe was one of the cards that, like, when it came out and people started playing, we're like, oh, this is dumb. This shouldn't be in the format either. Um, and, and honestly, like, I've played Dreadhorde Arcanist, and even though it might not be, like, a crazy, like, you know, it, you know, I kind of loved it being, like, lumped in with this as well, because that card feels like cheating to me. Um, I've pulled away in games that I didn't deserve to win just because I, an Arcanist online. My my impressions when I saw the ban restricted list was Oko is finally banned. That was long overdue. Mm-hmm. Oko should have been banned a year ago. Yep. Uh, Arkham's Astrolabe. I'm like, okay, I see that. Um, though I would have rathered them banning Uro and leaving Arkham's Astrolabe because that's also important to talk about the fact that they didn't ban Uro in Legacy, but they banned him everywhere. Yeah, I, I have thoughts on that too, but we can get into that. Yeah, and then Dreadhorde Arcanist getting banned was actually shocking to me. Really? I did not, I did not even think of a Dreadhorde Arcanist ban was anywhere on Watsy's radar, just because I feel it doesn't get complained about nearly as much as any of these other cards. So, do, should I read through the announcement before we get too deep into discussion, just so we can kind of all have like a like a playing field on which we're discussing these cards, and we can like kind of logic out what Watsy's thought process was? Yeah, read the read the paragraph on legacy. Okay. That, that yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna. No, I wasn't gonna go into the other formats. All right. So real quickly, um, Oko Thief of Crowns has proven powerful in other formats, but with legacy having an especially high overall power level, we'd been waiting to see whether it would fall in line with the average power of the rest of the metagame. Over time, we've seen Oko continue to remain a major metagame presence and a contributor to lower diversity. With its huge card pool, Legacy is a format that should offer tremendous variety of deck building options and reward innovative deck construction and tuning. Because of its power and flexibility, Oko can provide an easy answer to even unanticipated threats and defenses and generally homogenizes gameplay patterns in a way that's counter to the spirit of the format. Arkham's Astrolabe, well, hold on. Before let's let's take out one card. Okay, yeah. So here. let's all right. Let's discuss Oko then. Um, and Cliffy, what what was your kind of in, in uh, impression of Oko? I don't play creatures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, just don't play out your LED and you're fine. That's uh, a. <laughs> I might not be the best person to talk about this exact card. Yeah, Storm just doesn't really care about Oko as. Uh, as yeah, you play an Oko, fine. Player. Dark Ritual. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and I felt that way about Oko at first, and then I've had way too many Grizzlebrands and Embercools turned into Elks that I was just like, all right, now I'm annoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also just any time I would play a fair deck, it was it, like Oko is just super oppressive. Yeah. And like I I get them saying they're waiting to see whether it would fall in line, but this is honestly a band that should have come a year ago. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's no reason why it should have stayed in the format as long as it did. Like... It it's the same issue now as it was on day one. Hmm. So, I I think Wizards did the right thing by finally banning it, but they really dropped the ball on letting Oko go for as long as it did. Yeah, I I can I kind of agree. Um, it just seemed like it was jammed into like all these kinds of decks as uh as you know, it just didn't take a lot, especially with with uh, Arkham's Astrolabe to jam it into a deck, and it felt again like I think their explanation here is pretty great that you know. It just felt like Legacy, you know, one of the the strong suits of Legacy. And, like, you can say what you want about the Cantrip Cartel and, 
you know, like every deck, nearly every deck starts with four brainstorm, four ponder, blah, you know, we all know the fucking, the, the deal, but um, it should be, uh, you should see a pretty good variety of decks in the format, and I think that uh, the power of Oko was just, at three mana was just, uh, I think it just made too many people lean into that card and, and play that card along with Astrolabe and along with uh, with Uro, you know, I just didn't think it was good for the format. Yeah, in conjunction with Astrolabe is mm-hmm. a big point, too. Yeah, I just feel if Wizards was faster on the ball with their bannings, we wouldn't have these, like, massive bombs of uh, news getting dropped on yeah. us. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, yeah. O- Oko came out 18 months ago. Yeah. 18 months of it, pretty much it, dominating. It didn't form. help, though, that, it didn't help, though, that, like, in March, we basically ended all in, you know, in pa- paper, in-person play, and I still think that, like, yes, like, uh, what happens on Magic Online informs like the ban and restricted list for for Watsi pretty significantly, but I still feel like paper results must weigh in enough to like warrant them acting a little bit more um, at a slower pace in this sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Like if we had been having if we had been playing Paper Legacy for the last ten months, maybe uh, this ban would have happened earlier than that. But I think because we haven't seen any paper tournaments for nearly a year now. Um, you know, I think that probably pushed back this decision for a little while, at least. I'm, that's just my my kind of like gut feeling on that. Yeah, I could see that. But then at the at the same time, though, we'll get to it in the arc in the uh, Dreadlord Arcanist mm-hmm. uh, paragraph. They they actually mentioned that results did not warrant a ban. It was actually players complaining that is the reason why they banned it. And yeah. I, like we got some really interesting perspective into the wizard's uh, kind of thought process about yeah. this stuff going forward. Yeah. So like it's interesting because I don't like I I've talked about it quite a few times in the podcast and like getting off of Twitter has been like one of the best things I've ever done for my mental health. Like I just, it just felt like a huge drag on me um, mentally. Like, so getting off and and like, it's not even that I like, I did a lot of complaining. It's just like, you just see it dredged up a lot. And it was, it was in magic and obviously in other spaces as well. So, um, and I don't really use Reddit. So I think I kind of, sidestep all that the only person i really listen to is jerry because you're the only one really i talked about magic for the most part uh so usually you're in all the group chats usually i feel what really well educated about things like eve and the position position of sneaking show in the meta um but uh yeah so, so but i i agree like I, we and we'll get to dread arcanist but i am also glad that that card's gone and it's not because i don't have my japanese copies jerry because i do have them uh it, it's because i think that card is is dumb and i just i just don't like a card like that well, let, let's talk about Dreadhorde now. So next, Dreadhorde Arcanist has proven to be powerful and game-defining in a way that further adds to cards and strategies that were already among the most powerful, like Rug Delver. Uh, without Oko, we anticipate that Dreadhorde Arcanist strategies would only become more prominent. Ultimately, the community sentiment we've heard is that Dreadhorde Arcanist makes gameplay revolve around it too early in the game and that too many gains come down to whether an opponent can immediately remove it. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're choosing to ban Dreadhorde Arcanist in Legacy. That reasoning actually makes total sense. Yeah. That they're basically saying that, yeah, if we don't ban Dreadhorde now, Rug Delver, which is already the tier one, if not the best deck in the format, uh, just solidifies that position and becomes very dominant. What are your thoughts on that, Cliffy? Uh, I think that's very similar. Well, first, I kind of agree with that. I think it's very similar to uh, what they said on the ban announcement for Deathrite Shaman, mm-hmm. where the game's just re- the game just revolves around it if you can kill it you keep playing magic mm-hmm. you know and i'm i mean the restriction for the card is like you need to play like cantrips and bolts and like this is legacy you know it's like it's <laughs> like <laughs> so it's not that hard <laughs> oh you had your one bolt and i forced it it's like Delver itself. It's like, yeah, it's a powerful card, but it has a deck building restriction that you have to play really good cards in your deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just makes me think that, like, if they would ban Dreadhorde Arcanist for this reason, like, that is literally word for word the same logic I could see them using for a Delver ban. Mm-hmm. Like, just take that paragraph and replace Delver of Secrets with uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist, and you can, it's the same exact argument. Yeah. Another thing about um about uh Dreadhorde Arcanist is it's a card that's good in almost every single matchup, like as a threat. Mm-hmm. Like there are some matchups Young Pyromancer isn't good because going wide isn't good. Uh there are matchups Delver isn't good like against Eldrazi. Um it's subjective if it's if it's like your best threat or not, you know. Um but 
but it's good against combo. It's uh, because you get to find your interaction. It's good against control decks because you just catch up on cards. It's insane in the mirror because you just start casting more lightning bolts. Yeah, uh, I. It's just good in every scenario. I'm I'm not really. When I said I was shocked, I can totally see the reasons why they're banning it. It's just I did not think wizards would touch this with a ten foot pole. I really don't. Mm. Uh, like I'm I'm surprised they kind of overreach at least from what we have been seeing from them up up till now. Um, so with that, they also have the third uh, card banned, Arkham's Astrolabe is another card that has contributed to the power and consistency of Snowco decks. Traditionally in Legacy, deck builders need to make choices about whether to have easy access to many colors or build a mana base that's resilient to disruption like Wasteland and Blood Moon. Astrolabe allows mana bases to have both high color flexibility and high resilience to mana denial. That's a uniquely important part of the Legacy metagame. Ultimately, we think a narrow class of decks having such resilience for a relatively low investment is an advantage that leads to less metagame diversity. When this became prominent, like we we talked about one of the thing one of the long-standing kind of ideas in Legacy was that, you know, there was the uh what is it called? Like the safeguard of having Wasteland, right? Is like the yep. thing that's stopping everyone from playing perfect mana bases is a card like Wasteland. That is the check and balance on on, you know, powerful i mean we don't consider like dual lands powerful but they are extremely powerful in legacy those are very powerful cards to have in your deck um and uh yeah we don't think about a card like wasteland being the thing that that keeps those in check but it really is and then when you have a card like arkham's astrolabe which like commits two atrocities right one is it forces you to play subpar basics like it forces you to play snow basics instead of the beta basics like we should be playing <laughs> yeah I, so I love all the memes that i was seeing of uh like uh, in today's announcement beta basics have been unbanned yes exactly <laughs> exactly um it, there was nothing worse than like so, seeing someone who's like playing a deck and like oh uh, you have snowlands in your deck are you playing astrolabe no but like it just seems wrong not to play snow basics and it's like oh that's so disgusting. Like, not only is it ruining the decks that's playing Arkham's Astrolabe, it's ruining all the other decks in the format, too. Just aesthetically, right. aesthetics-wise, you know? Because <laughs> free information, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel Astrolabe is probably the most controversial card on this list because more than all the other cards, I feel Astrolabe either being banned or unbanned is really uh, an argument for the direction that the soul of Legacy is going to go into mm-hmm. because... Access to Astrolabe uh, really is two separate worlds for the Legacy meta. Um, and at first, I was all aboard the Astrolabe ban. I, I was uh, really a proponent for a long time. And then it slowly grew on me to the point where I wasn't. I don't really feel feel like it had to be banned. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel Uro really should have had that spot personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm fine with Astrolabe being banned, but there are a lot of points in Astrolabe's favor for remaining in the format in that, you know, yes, it did make the format more affordable for a lot of people because it cut down on the number of dual lands you had to play. But at the same time, I feel that argument's kind of a band-aid to the reserved list rather yeah. than an actual solution. Listen, listen, like, we shouldn't keep Astrolabe in the format just because uh, Wizards made a horrible decision to, to create a reserve list. Like, I don't think we should make the format less good because we want to make it accessible. You know, like, I... I, I when we first started like getting into like when I first started getting legacy in like 2014 2015 uh, you know I was all about like the format being super accessible and affordable and I think that ship has sailed you know what I mean like I don't think that 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 we're ever gonna get there like right now my underground seas are worth way more than they should be and my my volcanics are worth way more than they should be at least at least as long as the reserve list exists exactly yeah so I I think you know I think that ship has sailed If, if the reserve list is is in place then the format is not going to be accessible to new players. That's just that's just the that is just the way that it is, and the, the, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, and another counter issue uh, argument to that is um, Astrolabe also forced out a lot of the budget decks mm-hmm. um, because a lot of the budget decks, the way they function, is they take advantage of the other decks being greedy with their mana bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Mono Red Prison mm-hmm. uh, is you know. I mean, it's getting up there in price these days, but it, it started off as a budget deck and is still very for- affordable compared to, you know, the blue soup decks. Mm-hmm. And Astrolabe just completely invalidated that, uh, uh, you know, f- play style right. because you can't 
deny someone's mana when they just have this uh, this mana rock that draws a card and is just always <laughs> always valuable. So I, I feel Astrolabe would have been fine power level wise to remain in the format with Oko leaving, not being able to be turned into like a three three old mm-hmm. elk and uh you know fixing uh, Oko mana decks, but. I do think it is uh, it is good that it was banned so that we can finally be sleeving up our Blood Moons and back to basics and Wastelands again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, maybe Stifle Wasteland will make a comeback. Yeah, I got a couple <laughs> of Japanese Stifles on my, that I pulled out that are on my desk right now. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Cliffy? Yeah, I think actually it's pretty interesting. I think it's pretty interesting because it's like you do have parallels to Deathrite like uh, similar to Dreadhorde Arcanist, except it's like the other side where mm-hmm. it can homogenize stuff. When Deathrite was around, you just had a bunch of like four color mush decks as long as you were blue, black, green, white, blue, black, green, red. Um, it it gave you that option to do too much. But like Pat said, there's like that wasteland dynamic that you still. Deathrite was able to beat it because it ramped you. Um, and Astrolabe just on the surface doesn't look like a card that should be banned. Like, it doesn't look like legacy banless power card, like when you just read it. Mm-hmm. But I I do think, as I was saying, I think, like like you said before, that, that you think there's a chance that Earl might be the right axe instead. I think it's going to be hard for a lot of these decks to profitably fit Uro as, like, their threat card advantage of choice and still reach out to all of these colors without the help of Astrolabe. So, like, we might see Uro as a two-color deck only thing, or a three-color only thing moving on. True. Yeah, I mean, being blue-blue-green-green to uh, bring it back is definitely a a heavy requirement. Mm -hmm. So, by banning Astrolabe, it may have also just been a soft ban on Uro at the same time. Yeah, I think, so they did, I mean, they did talk about it in the... uh in the uh, banned and restricted announcement as well. They just felt like its overall power level was in more in line with legacy, which I guess I, I can see that. So I don't know how many people want to pay three for three life and draw a card and put a land into play. But yeah. So with uh, going back to Astrolabe though, before we move on to Uro, um, I, I also think banning it follows the uh, traditional ban and restricted motto of, you know, ban the enabler. Mm hmm. Um, if they didn't ban Arkham's Astrolabe uh, and instead just banned Oko and Uro, we would be in this exact same situation next time they printed a busted blue-green card. You know, it, it, as long as Astrolabe still exists, it just enables for these broken cards mm-hmm. to create these soup decks that are boring to play against. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, Pat, now, you know, Uro is going to uh, have a lot harder time uh, see, finding spots in the meta. Yeah, which I think is a good. Th- I mean, I don't mind it being in the format. I think it's a fine card on overall. Um, but it it was just it just became too much with Uro and Oko in the same decks. So it was just and, and Astrolabe. It was uh, not like just not fun to play against. I've only and I only did it a handful of times. I can't imagine someone like you or, or Cliffy like who play like you know a lot more Magic Online than I do. Um, just seeing those decks over and over and over again must be exhausting. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's good and. I, I do think we're going to see a lot less Uro. So yeah. I'm, I for one am super excited to play legacy now. Like yeah. I am, I am pumped to see what the new meta evolves into. And also sneak and show always does really well in these situations. Totally. totally. <laughs> like, so and, when there's a brand new meta, yeah. Every time people are trying to figure out what's going on, I just want to be jamming a plus B combo decks because yep. they are consistent and <laughs> they bring home the bacon. So yep. I'm going to be grinding a lot of magic online in the coming days, just sleeving up some sneak and show and farming some tickets. Yeah, I got to say, I was pretty excited to be able to dust off my price of progresses now as well. So, Ooh. I know. So that's true. So many old favorites you get to bring back yep. because uh, <laughs> I saw someone posted a picture of their uh, sleeving up their nimble mongooses. I'm like, <laughs> let's not go too crazy. Here. <laughs> Unless you have a time machine, my friend. I don't know about that one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, but I am excited for like stifle to be a card again for like uh, mana denial to be a new strategy. There's definitely some things that I want to try out in the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm just sad for the, the fun decks that we're using astrolabe. Like uh, my buddy Dan and his uh, goblin engineer astrolabe deck yep. that just like 
played astrolabes for value and then welded them into uh, different uh, artifacts from the graveyard. Wasn't World Gorger playing it? Too? Oh yeah, there were some cool decks using it for that way. Yeah, it feels like Sensei's Divining Top. Like Sensei's Divining Top was the sweet card that made like Nick Fit decks work. Yeah, and, and but, it got banned because but, of miracles. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things where like honestly, when there's a when there's a a, a, a super dominant deck, I. I don't care about the collateral damage as much as like the damage it's it's doing to the overall format when you have a deck like that. So the collateral damage is worth it to me. But you know, I wish they would have unbanned some cards as well. So I was actually going to say that. So this is the first time we've had three cards banned in Legacy since the inception of the format back in two thousand and four. That's crazy. Yes. So we've never had three cards banned at once, um, unless you unless you count all the companions getting banned. No, because well, that was well, only were, that yeah, was only were, um, yeah, Garuda right. was just, and Luris. Just Garuda. It was only and two. Yeah. yeah, you're right. No, uh, it was Luris and. Uh, oh uh, Fox. yes. Wait, what? Yeah, Fox it, it was. It was so good it got banned. So yeah, that's it was the that's one stupid that one. The painter servant Fox that like slotted exactly into painter servant decks. And, uh, and or, uh, or Bomberman. Uh, Bomb- Bomberman. Yeah. They're Bomberman, yep. Yeah. Oh, Zerda. 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 Yes. Sorry, that's right. You, Yes, that's correct. Yes. But I think when they... I think they updated the... Didn't they change... Didn't they errata how those worked at the same time, too? Or was that later? I can't remember. But yeah, anyway... That was after it was yeah, but But anyway, that, that is the first time we've seen three bands in Legacy at once. That's um, crazy. And just going through the wiki of like the bands, I, there's been a, a quite a few unbans, um, but there hasn't been one in a little bit. So I wouldn't mind seeing a card unbanned. Like, what's at the top of your list, Jerry? What would you like to see unbanned? Earthcraft. Earthcraft. I want to make infinite squirrels. God, they, damn it. If I don't know why this is still banned in a world where abrupt decay exists. <laughs> is Earthcraft the one with? Oh, that's Earthbind. Don't you have like thirty Earthcrafts, Jerry? Because <laughs> I'm expecting a ban or an unban, <laughs> and when they unban it, it's gonna it's gonna spike. <laughs> it's like how? Give me a situation where Earthcraft breaks legacy. Like it's not even like I don't even think it would see play anymore. That's how undeserving of the ban list it is. I'm trying to find the last unban. This oh. is MTG Finance. Yes, the last, Jerry. the last. So it's worth noting the last unban, Jerry was. Do you know when the last unban was? If you don't look at the uh, wiki, was it World Gorger Dragon? No. Oh no, this is way after World Gorger. Way after World Gorger. Yes. Was land was land tax before or after World Gorger? That was. That was that before. Was way before. Uh, World Gorger became unbanned in 2015. Oh man, I'm old. But this God is damn. but so the last unban that was that was Whoa. January in six in, years ago <laughs> in September of 2015. Black Vice was unbanned, and that was the last unbanned oh, card in Legacy. Black oh. Vice, yep. And uh, yeah, that's done a lot in the format. So, oof. Yeah, Legacy, Legacy staple, Black staple. Vice unbanned. Um, they like they unban Earthcraft, and probably what the best deck it slots into is Elves. And I feel yeah, it's probably out. And I feel, but that's just probably a win more. Like, if you get to untap and retap your Gaius Cradle, like, what are you gonna do? Like, you're already Green Sun Zena thing for a Crater Hoof Behemoth. Like, what else? What else is giving Elves more mana gonna do? And it, oh, actually, you can't even do Cradle because it's a basic land. You have to untap target basic land. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't there even you do go. it on Gaius Cradle. Yeah, I don't know if Legacy Elves. <laughs> I don't know if Legacy Elves would want to play Squirrel Nest. <laughs> True, because if you you're know? playing Earthcraft, you gotta play Squirrel Nest. So, for those who don't know, for those who don't know, a uh, long into tooth combo from back in the day was Earthcraft is an enchantment for one and a green. Tap an untapped creature you control. Untap target basic lands. Squirrel Nest is an enchantment for one green green. That is enchant land. Enchanted Land has put a 1-1 green squirrel creature token in onto the battlefield when you tap it. So the idea being that you tap the land to make a squirrel and then use the squirrel with Earthcraft to untap the land infinite times to make infinite tapped squirrels. They're not even <laughs> untapped. Like, even if you give them haste, which they don't have haste. They don't have haste. But even if you, like, yeah. gave them haste somehow... You still couldn't win the game on that turn. You would have to wait to your next turn. Right. Like, I just don't get why Earthcraft is still banned because of this combo. <laughs> Bring back Earthcraft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's. I think there's a lot of cards in the format that could be unbanned, and they're just... The, 
it's just not it's not the top of the list of things to do you know (laughs) the fact that i have a shoebox full of earthcrafts should not sway your opinion (laughs) (laughs) i think the luris unban and vintage yeah luris unban and vintage is is interesting it's um it's it's actually like a lot of times watsi will like a rule will change or a card will get banned and that will allow another card to get unbanned like it'll make it okay for another card to get unbanned but they just won't unban it you know I feel like that's happened in a lot of formats a lot of times. Mm. And I think them unbanning Luris, like, they changed the rule. Uh, I feel like a lot of times Watsu would just say, oh, there's no there's no need to take that risk, you know? Like, the last time that went wrong was when they unbanned Golgari Grave Troll in Modern. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh, I think it shows, like, progress yeah. that that stuff can happen now. <laughs> they they got to reban it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I would like to see them do like a big, you know, I would love them to have them have like a, a a round table of legacy players and be like, hey, here are all the banned cards. What ones can you guys make a case for to be unbanned? And just unban like thirty cards and just see what happens. I would much rather see that happen than see. I would much rather have an unbanned card that's old, cause chaos in the format and get and have have things get shuffled around than them keep pumping these overpowered cards from standard into the, into the old format and those having it abandoned in, in retrospect, you know? Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Uh, I, I just am a fan of them bringing back some of these oldies uh, that, you know, could shake up the format a little mm-hmm. bit more. And especially if they're not going to ban cards, like I feel six months ago, we should have had some card taken off the unbanned uh, list mm-hmm. um, because while the format is already pretty much solved and figured out and it's stagnant and everyone hates it, it's like maybe unban a card and see if that shakes it up because yeah. some of these cards could combat problem cards. Well, like I'm, I don't know. I'm about, not. I don't know about that. Like I'm not, the cards I'm not that are problem sh- cards are so powerful. Like what are you? What are you going to unban to deal with Uro and Oko? Like there's there have been answers Get- for. Deathrite Shaman. If like I'm not saying they should have done this. I'm not saying they should have no, done this. No, that card just goes they... in that deck and then it's <laughs> Yeah, but still <laughs> that would answer Dreadhorde Arcanist and Uros real well if Deathrite Shaman was in the format. You really think Dreadhorde Arcanist and uh Uro would see as much play if Deathrite Shaman was there? A thousand no. percent. But a the thousand thing is, percent. is that would cause no, that would just cause Oko to see so much more play because the, the game would turn into well, yeah, because because instead of casting it on turn one, you cast yeah, it the on the game turns into turn, turn one, death right, turn two, uh Oko. Oko, yes, yeah. <laughs> and then you go turn three, then you go turn three, fucking. And that's why they didn't do it. That's then, why they didn't do they, it. But it, when you're as far as you're saying, like what cards can you unban to deal with problem cards, there are cards on the banned list that deal with problem cards that you could unban and stimulate the format in that area. I'm more about printing, like, I just want a stimulus check and just use that to stimulate the format. Just give me $1,400 to spend on one dual land, and that, that's, that'll do it for me. That'll stimulate the format. Oh, my God. So I think, I think Mind Twist is another one people often Wait, That's say. come up many times in the cast. Because, like, like, even now you can just veil it. Yep. Uh, another one is, uh, I think Mana Drain would be totally fine. Like, Counterspell doesn't even see play anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think Mana Drain would be totally fine in the format. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And that was reprinted, too, not that long ago in Iconic Masters. Right? And, like, yeah, it would make, like, some Storm and combo decks really powerful. But if Storm and combo decks are suffering, then maybe that's what you need to do. Yeah. Uh, But uh, I think – well, let me pull up the actual ban restricted list to see what other things. Well, yeah, so uh, there was one more. Do we want to talk about the errata for – Oh yeah, let's talk about the Arata and Valky. That is a good thing to talk okay, about. Okay, so this is so I'm gonna read this Cascade rules change because I think it's worth again worth talking about. Um, so uh, modal double face cards were designed to allow both faces to be playable in all situations. We know how they how those work. Uh, the new Cascade rule is uh, Cascade is a triggered ability that functions only while the spell with Cascade is on the stack. Uh, cascade means when you cast this spell, exile cards from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card whose converted mana cost is less than this spell's converted mana cost. You may cast this card without paying its converted paying its mana cost if it's converted if its converted mana cost is less than this spell's converted mana cost. That's like the new the new like uh, caveat that's in there, right? So like you can't cast Bloodbraid Elf and then exile Valky. Uh, and then cast it as uh, you can ex- you can cast it as t- as Valky, but you cannot cast it as Tybalt, right? Is essentially what it is. Um, yeah, which I think is Valky has made the Moto leagues so degenerate. Really, in the past like two weeks, 
I've been playing against I've been playing against the most ridiculous main deck cards. I played against when I was <laughs> playing Ruby Storm. I played against spirits that played uh, Eidolon of Rhetoric in the main deck. Wait, what? <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> yeah, the three mana one four that says you can only cast one spell a turn. Does that stops Cascade? <laughs> and then there was a time I cast a Pass in Flames game two against this deck, and they Orms chanted. Oh. <laughs> that's like Orms another card chance. for that. I saw I saw a screenshot where Ghoul Dukat had main deck blue El- elemental blast for Valky. Oh wow! Just all this ridiculous Jesus. stuff has been going on. So I'm very glad this is over. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh, it's hilarious. I, I I still can't like when we looked at Valky, we were just like. It's cool. That's a cool interaction. I don't think the card is good enough, though, to see play. <laughs> Just being absolutely degenerate. Um, I honestly think that without Oko, though, the Valky deck becomes a lot less, uh, like a lot more glass cannon and much easier to deal with. Because, like, you could just pithing needle and end the Valky deck's day. The problem is they then drop their Oko and, you know, get rid of your needle and then they combo off on your face again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a fun little blip in the footnotes of, uh, the legacy meta game. <laughs> Probably won't even remember it five years from now. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it passes like Garuda did. <laughs> right. Uh, well, should we get into our main topic of the episode? And that's your wonderful Ruby storm list. So, um, like I said before, uh, 2018 war, of the spark came out. People were playing all these rude cards, and I didn't really want to play Ant, because uh, Ant is not very good against rude cards. So I found this. <laughs> <laughs> I found a. Uh, I found this this deck. Uh, it was a mono red storm deck. I found it. Um, God, I can't remember the name. Nico, I think was the name. Uh, people were calling it Nico Storm because there was a guy named Nico that kept playing like this this god awful list. Um, but they were actually 5-0-ing and stuff with it. Um, and my first approach to it was to take out some of the bad cards and try adding 4 Ponder 4 Brainstorm. So this list that I played was uh, 4 Brainstorm, 4 Ponder, 3 Rite of Flame, 4 Burning Wish, 4 Desperate Ritual, 4 Manamorphose, 4 Bonus Round, 4 Seeding Song, 2 Pass in Flames, 4 Reforge the Soul, uh, four Lotus Petal, four Ruby Medallion, four Ancient Tomb. Uh, we got seven Fetches, uh, six Fetches, four Scalding Tarn, two Blood Saint Meyer, an Island, a Mountain, and three Volks. So I imagine I should be reading what some of these cards Just a do. few of them. Just a few <laughs> of them. Yeah. So the deck is built around... <laughs> yeah, so the deck is built around Ruby Medallion and Bonus Round. So Ruby Medallion is the old Tempest Medallion cycle where uh, this one is for red. Uh, red spells cost one less to cast, just a two-mana artifact. Red spells you cast, sorry, cost one less to cast. Uh, so, I mean, you, you just kind of storm off right with that. We have rituals. We have rituals, pass and flames, and wheels, and we just go ham because everything's cheap. Yeah, it's like a perma-ritual. Um, just always powering out your stuff um so like seething song it, it i feel that just changes the math on your storm uh, a lot just allowing you to chain uh, these rituals because usually a, a ritual will net you one mana like one bonus mana to use like you're cha- mm-hmm. trading a card for you know one maybe two mana and uh, ruby medallion changes the math on it so where it, it, these ri- these rituals become like a lot more profitable yeah so the the other card the deck revolves around is bonus round. It's worth noting that this this deck is extremely affordable. Huh? Oh yeah, that's a good point. That's something everyone always yeah. says. Sorry, go ahead. I always forget that part. Yeah, so this is a storm deck that does not play Lion's Eye Diamond. And I'll get into that a little later why. Yeah. So Okay, yeah, sorry, but I just I I shouldn't have interrupted, but please continue. Yeah. yeah. So um bonus round is a card that came out in the second conspiracy set, I think. And it says it's one red red for a sorcery. Mm-hmm. And it's until end of turn, whenever a player would cast an instant or sorcery spell, that player copies it, and you can choose new targets for the copy. 
if it's a target spell like a bolt or something. So basically all spells, including your opponents, are doubled. And if you stack them, they're quadrupled. And you can go on and on and on like that. So in general, the lines that you'll take with this deck <laughs> that, that. are you'll, you'll cast a starting ritual, you'll cast a bonus round, um, then you'll kind of bridge with either another ritual or say like a mana morphos. It's like the perfect card after you bonus round because it's going to be plus two mana and plus two cards. Right. Um, and then you, you kind of just chain similar to a modern storm deck and you eventually find a pass in flames loop and uh, go off with burning wish. A very interesting part of this list is we have three right of flame in the main deck and one right of flame in the sideboard. And that, that was kind of like a test beam for a long time was like, oh, should I board out a right of flame so I should wish for it? And you quickly realize that that's like not a good thing. But in this deck, you want to have one right of flame in your sideboard because when you bonus round and then burning wish, you're going to want to grab one action spell and one ritual. And so you'll grab like, you'll grab the right of flame, which will be doubled. And then you'll grab like your pass in flames. Interesting. Another thing is, so you have the grape shot win, uh, but then you're also, you also have tendrils of agony in the sideboard, but looking at the mana base is the Lotus petals, the only way to produce black mana. Oh, and also the mana morphos, I guess. There you go. So yeah. you do mana morphos and Lotus petal to get, to get the black for, uh, for tendrils of, of agony. Nice. Yeah. Doc, talk about the, uh, the wish targets. Yeah. So, We've got this was this was a while ago by the way this uh, we've got one by force and because this is the blue list I was playing that had four ponder four brainstorm we got two fluster storm in the sideboard two pyroblast one right of flame two abrade two defense grid a grape shot an empty the warrens a fiery confluence a pass in flames and a tendrils of agony which I kind of realize you really don't need the tendrils of agony because a lot of times you can. Grape shot, pass and flames, grape shot, like a modern kill or something. Uh, so I ended up cutting it, but... Gotcha. So you don't even need that black mana anyways. Nope. Don't even need it. You can bluff it. <laughs> <laughs> so then um, a year and a half goes by. Um, I kind of went back to playing Ant because things became normal. People weren't trying to play Karn and Narset and Counterbalance and Dreadhorde Arcanist all day long. Uh, and then... They came out with this new card at the end of 2020 called, where'd it go? Called Jessica's Will. So Jessica's Will is, here, why don't I pull this up? Because it has some weird text. I always forget. So Jessica's Will is a card from the last commander set. It says, if you, it says choose one. If you control a commander as you cast a spell, you may choose both. So that's not quite legacy text. Uh, the first mode is add. <laughs> the first mode is add red. Uh, uh, it's a ritual for the amount of cards in your opponent's hand. Yeah, so it's got two you modes. Add one, one is red for each card in target opponent's hand. Yeah, and then the second mode is like an act on impulse. Exile the top three cards of your library. You may play them this turn. So. Um, a lot of people try to build this deck with Lion's Eye Diamond, and they try to play these act on impulse kind of effects where you just exile cards off the top of your library so you can find windows with Lion's Eye Diamond to make mana. But Lion's Eye Diamond is just not a card that lines up with what you're trying to do with this deck. A lot of times if you combo off and either they interfere with you or somehow you brick off or something you want to be able to go off the very next turn. A lot of games against, like, like the Blue Soup Astrolabe decks, you would just jam past in flames every single turn until it resolved. Because you had three in your deck and four Burning Wishes to find another one. <clears throat> so, Pat, uh, Lion's Eye Diamond is not really a good card because you just don't want to discard your hand a lot of the time. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the bulk of the... I mean, if you ha like because I have Volcanic Islands... Like that's the bulk, the the vast majority of the uh, the cost of this deck. Everything else is pretty, pretty inexpensive in terms of legacy. So it's, you know, <laughs> if you have volcanic islands, the rest of it's pretty cheap to put together. 
It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, because I feel you can just easily take this mono red, and you could probably get this deck under a hundred bucks if you really tried. Actually, may, maybe not with some of the. Uh, no, I think you could. I think you I could. think it's the ruby like medallions are kind of expensive, but yeah, I think the deck is like three hundred dollars. The mono red version. So I ended up having a lot of issues mm-hmm. with the mana base with the blue red one. Just the the blue spells would add consistency, but they would also take it away because you have a lot of mana issues, and all of a sudden you start losing to Wasteland. So Jarvis, you actually suggested to me mm-hmm. that I try just a mono red version, and instead of Ponder and Brainstorm, we just play Faithless Looting and Overmaster. And Jerry, I know you like Overmaster. Nice. Oh, okay. I love me. I love me some <laughs> Overmaster. That's awesome. And that really makes the deck super cheap. Uh, so basically, it comes down to like the four ancient tombs, which are 175 bucks. And then the playset of Ruby Medallions are actually pretty expensive. <laughs> four, yeah, that's kind of funny. Ruby Medallions will run you ninety one dollars. <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't know uh, that. Those Tempest on Commons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then after after that, uh, it's low spells. So other than those two cards, though, the rest of the deck you can get for like a hundred bucks. This is a really awesome. Like if you wanna play combo in Legacy, but you're just getting into the format and you don't have the budget, like this is a deck that you could get for about the same price as a standard deck and play in Legacy with. Well, if you're playing mono red, you don't even play Lotus Petal. You play Simeon Spirit Guide because with Simeon Spirit Guide, you can oh. you can like secret pay for days. Um, it works under Thalia, so if you wanted to play a two-mana spell, if you have a pedal, you have to pay for the pedal, but you don't have to pay for the spirit guide. Um, just slamming a three-mana 2-2 two, two can attack a Narset, or like, you know, you can get into some spirit guide beats. Mm-hmm. And another really weird backdoor thing that it has is that you can win through a Karn Lattice Lock, because Simeon Spirit Guide can make mana through a micro, through the, the Lattice plus Karn Lock. So I've had an opponent lock me out, and then I go spirit guide, ride a flame, and go off. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Oh, so uh, should I go over the mono red list? Yeah, go go over the mono red list. Let's see, let's hear it. All right. So mono red uh, with this new card, with the new Jessica's will card, we got ten mountains, a fiery islet, four ancient tomb, four simian spirit guide, got four mana morphos, three ride of flame, three Jessica's will. Two Lightning Bolt was kind of like the flex slot. It was like an answer to uh, Dreadhorde Arcanist. Uh, but it's also just a win con because you can you can like bolt bonus round, pass in flames, and then the next bolt's for 12. <laughs> so you do win a lot of games by just bolting their face for uh, for 12 twice. Uh, four Seeding Song, four Burning Wish, four bonus round, three Overmaster, which... Jerry, do you want to explain what this beautiful card does? <laughs> so, Overmaster is uh, a favorite of mine because I first experimented with it in uh, Tinfins when Tinfins was first being invented, and then also carried over to Sneak and Show. But Overmaster is one red for a temp a uh, torment rare. Uh, sorcery, the next instant or sorcery spell you play this turn can't be countered by spells or abilities. Draw a card. Um, so it's really good in that it's a, uh, bait card that you can use to bait out counter magic to test the waters to see if it's okay to go off. And it just puts your opponent in this rock and a hard place where if they counter the overmaster, they might not have that counter saved up for your actual combo spell. And then also it just replaces itself. So, you know, even if you just cast it and they don't counter it, now it's replaced itself. And now you know your opponent probably doesn't have any counter magic and you're safe to combo. Um, so, yeah, but just, uh, just a favorite card of mine. It has some really cool tricks with bonus round two because if you have two overmasters, you can, like, let the first one resolve. And before the second one resolves, cast a Manamorphose and that'll be uncounterable. And then when the second one resolves, cast an uncounterable pass in flames. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome when you double it up like that. That's so much fun. <laughs> so then uh, to finish out the list, we got four Faithless Looting, four Ruby Medallion, three Pass in Flames, two Reforge the Soul, and one Fiery Confluence. 
So this is like your main deck win con if you're uh, if your burning wishes are surgical. Um, it's just it's uh similar to bolt. It's like utility, but it's also uh, a win condition. Uh, a lot of games you actually win by getting two bonus rounds and then just fiery confluence upstairs for twenty four. So this is from the cycle that had mystic confluence. It's Choose three, you may choose the modes more than once. And the modes are destroy target artifact, deal one damage to each creature, or deal two damage to each opponent. So you can triple shatter, you can deal three to everything on the board, you can deal six to your opponent's face, um, or you could split it however you want. If you copy it, you have to choose the same modes. I think this card sees play in the Moon Stompy decks too. That's pretty sweet. Uh... Any, like, any... What are kind of, like, your deck's bad matchups and good matchups? Yeah, so, basically, anywhere that Storm sucks, this deck is great against. Cards like Chalice of the Void and Leyline and Trinosphere and Damping Sphere, you just do not care about with this deck because you cast a Seeding Song and it makes 20 fucking mana, and you're like, guess what? I don't care. I have uh, <laughs> the the first league I played with this deck... Uh, I won through a Trinisphere in play because I went three mana bonus round, three mana seeding song, and I just had ten mana, and that's just a poof moment. That oh, when you have so much mana and everything's copied, nothing matters. <laughs> uh, you can also just win through. You can win through Chalice effects, um, in the sense that your your one mana spells, if you copy them, they can start to resolve through Chalice. Um, so if you have a bonus round and you cast an Overmaster, you'll get two Overmasters and only the original will be countered um, because the second one's a copy. And if you copy the spell, the Chalice won't counter the copy because mm. Chalice says cast. Oh. And then say you cast another one mana spell, both of them will, will resolve because oh. first you have the Overmaster saying it can't be countered and then the second one's a copy. Yeah, I mean, it just that's <laughs> that's just a disgusting interaction. Um, yeah, you can make some absolutely ridiculous amounts of mana. Like I've I've won with a damping sphere in play before. I cast a grape shot for twenty two, like a twenty twenty four mana grape shot for twenty two, because sometimes seeding song just adds eighty mana. Right. And then you just cycle through your entire deck with the Reforge of the Souls. I'm sure Narset is probably the card you'd least want to see ever playing this deck. Um. Well, actually, <laughs> the le the card you least want to see is uh, Deafening Silence because you have zero outs to that card. Oh, <laughs> zero. Yeah, Deafening okay. Silence and uh, the Reanimator creature Iona. Those cards you just you just lose yeah. when they resolve. Straight straight up lose to no beating it. <laughs> um uh, I mean you have you have Simeon Spirit Guides and Bolts, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what um what are kind of the decks that you're most like like happiest to run into? Yeah, so the prison decks are, are pretty good matchups. I really like to run into like uh D and T I like to run into the fair blue decks. What I don't like to run into is faster combo decks. Reanimator is a god-awful matchup. Other Storm decks are a bad matchup. Uh, Sneak and Show's kind of close. Um, mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's mostly any deck that isn't trying to kill you, like, as fast as possible, generally going to be something I'm going to want to face. Yeah, it's basically two decks playing solitaire at each other, and which one solitaires first wins the game. Yeah, not this one. <laughs> <laughs> so you are you are on the slower side uh, of combo decks. Yeah, so that is one of the downsides of not building this with Lion's Eye Diamond is you're a lot less volatile. Um, but I do think that the new card Jessica's Will, the the Ritual or Act on Impulse hybrid card, is actually pretty good at helping you take off because you can um you have a lot of ways to cast a ruby medallion on turn one and that's generally your fastest kills are like turn one ancient tomb ruby medallion or land spirit guide ruby medallion or right of flame ruby medallion and then turn two just go off and when you're going off on turn two your opponent normally has a lot of cards in hand so uh 
that generally will make a lot of mana on yeah. turn two. So I feel like you run into the issue of having just all gas and no business where you make all this mana and then don't have anything to use it on. Um, well, that is part of why we have overmasters that cycle. We have faithless looting. Yep. Um, flashback is very big, especially when it's discounted with Ruby. Uh, all of those in mana morphos are both mana and action. When you have an active, uh, bonus round burning wish is like the magic card that does everything. Um, a lot of times, if you just have uh, Manamorphos bonus round pass in flames, you're going to do a lot of stuff because, uh, like, assuming a ritual or two, too. Because when you cast, let's say you go bonus round into Manamorphos, uh, you're drawing two cards there, then you cast your ritual. You, if it's a seething song, it's making like 10 mana. Then when you cast your pass in flames, the first thing you're going to want to do is flashback your bonus round because now you have quad every spell. So that one mana Morphos that already drew you two cards is going to draw you four more cards. And you're probably going to hit something off of it. it even if you hit a Faithless Looting, it's going to be eight more looks because you're going to get... It's it, it's actually going to be 16 looks because you're going to get uh, quad looting with flashback for quad more looting. So you actually can connect the pieces in your deck pretty well to each other. Okay, so better better than I thought then. That's pretty good. Overmaster also just being a card that says red draw a card um, is kind of an engine with bonus round uh, for the same reason as Manamorphos where it'll just be an ancestral recall or it'll be draw four cards when you have two bonus rounds active. Right. Uh, what about with the new uh, meta with these ban-restricted uh, announcements? Do you think it's going to affect how you kind of play the deck, or are you going to put the deck down and go back to uh, ad nauseum tendrils for a bit? Oh, I'm definitely going to keep playing this deck, because uh, Jessica's Will is a really, really fun card to cast. Um, as far as deck construction, you might not need main deck lightning bolts. I, have, I was not playing in my sideboard... Um, why don't I read off the sideboard real quick? We got a Pass in Flames, a Second Fiery Confluence, a Grape Shot, an Empty the Warrens, three Abraid, three Defense Grid, two Silent Gravestone. That was like the Dread Horde tech as well as uh, two main deck bolts. Um, we got a third bolt in the sideboard, a Blood Moon, and a Rite of Flame. So I don't know if you're going to need all of these Lightning Bolts without Dread Horde Arcanus being out there. You might be able to play like pyroblast again it's all gonna d depend on what cards people are playing that that you care about like you, you just gotta line up and we don't know we don't know what the meta is going to look like so i'm just gonna have to wait for things to shake out awesome i'm well, looking forward to it i might pick it up uh myself and give it a try especially with how cheap it is can uh definitely rent it mm -hmm. on uh mtgo mm -hmm. um you know what also i uh i got a chance to play uh, this weekend uh, that was magic related guys is have you heard about the new magic MMO uh, only because of you <laughs> <laughs> only because I told yes. you it's good <laughs> please uh, tell us Sherry yeah, so please tell us magic's making an MMO uh, I was uh, given someone's uh, alpha access uh, to try the game out and uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed it. I put a couple hours into it, and I could uh, definitely see myself uh, playing the game when it comes out. What is it? What kind of game is it exactly? Uh, so it's like it's like a World of Warcraft. It's an MMO where like you're this this dude, and you have spells, and you fight creatures, and you go around this big open world, and you collect things, and you do missions. Uh, and you just you kind of just live in the world of magic. Like you start off on Zendikar, and you just kind of like fight some goblins and elementals and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it plays a lot like uh, kind of <laughs> like like League of Legends as far as controlling it, where you click around on the ground to like move your guy around and like constantly position them, and then you have these abilities that are your deck. And as you, like, go through the game and unlock spells, you get to add them to your deck. And uh, you just, like, you use them, and as you use them, you just cycle through them. And it's the gameplay-wise, is it's very similar to League of Legends in how it, it plays where you have these abilities and magic stuff that you can, like, fire off at target at different targets. 
So, so your deck determines what spells you get to use. Yeah, yeah. So the and like, I got to summon like a flame tongue Kavu, and this like little horned toad thing appears next to me and vomits flame and lava <laughs> all over my enemy. <laughs> and then like, I have like, uh, can you cast show and tell? I haven't unlocked show and tell yet. No, no show and tell yet. <laughs> oh, um, no. <laughs> not yet. I, I started off as a uh, a red mage, and I promptly made him look like a Super Saiyan, because uh, that's that's my jam. And, <laughs> like, I just have, uh, like, Pyroclasm, where you just, like, fire flames in a circle around you, and it just damages all the, all the creatures. I, I had a lot of fun. You know, I, I enjoyed playing it. It was cool. Uh, the story seems very weak. The story is just like generic sword and fantasy. Oh no, you have to go do this because reasons. Like it, it feels like a uh, a sea level Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but it's their alpha, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut them some slack. Maybe they just haven't introduced the the good stories yet. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I thought it was fun. I definitely recommend it. Check it out when it comes out. Nice. I mean, I won't because it's not my kind of game, but I'm sure somebody yeah, cause, will. Because you have to, you can't be an athlete and play it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe how many people sent us messages about that. You guys are a bunch of nerds, man. So bad. <laughs> it it was it was quite the dichotomy. I, yeah. a lot of people loving it, a lot of people hating it. I I feel the uh, esports athlete debate that we have was the most controversial debate since his hot dog a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, it's a competition. Man. I don't know. I'm I'm still a big fan of the reserveless lotto. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. The balls. Me too. That's the an OG Pochinko. comment right there. That one's still my favorite. <laughs> I was. I remember that when I heard that, I was in the hospital because I was I was recovering from surgery, and I'm just laying there like insanely <laughs> medicated, right? I'm just like laying in the in the medical bed, and they've got like I'm just like covered in bandages and everything, and they're and I I'm listening to the podcast where that happens, and I'm like, did Pat really just say that? And I like, did I actually just That's say that? That's awesome. <laughs> And I went back to sleep, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I heard that. <laughs> no, it was all just a fever dream. It never happened. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. <laughs> 2021, it's Tundra. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, see? How nice would that be? You know, you get all those blue-white decks out there again. It'd be great. It'd be great. Uh, just blue-white. Someday. Someday. All right, Jerry. Well, do you want to start wrapping everything up here? Yeah, let's take a let's take it easy, okay. Pat. Let's let's head on. All right, let's let's uh, let's get into scoops and poops real quick. Um, Jerry, who do you want to scoop into top eight this week? Uh, I'm going to scoop into top eight the Magic MML because I did enjoy it. Cool, that's awesome, man. Yeah. How about you, Cliffy? Who do you want to scoop into top eight this week? Who do you want to shout out this week? Let's see. Who didn't think of this? I'm a I'm a scoop in my boy Cyrus, just my best friend in Magic. You know. Um. I'm also going to scoop in Watsy for a pretty good BNR update today. <laughs> um, and poops on poops on people that aren't sanitized in public areas. Sure, for sure. Yeah. We're, hey, listen, we're we're getting towards the, the tail end. Let's not get our friends and family sick, guys. We're we're almost there. The lights at the end of the tunnel, right? Almost. We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, all right, and uh, I'm gonna scoop in. I'm gonna scoop in you guys, Jerry and Cliffy. Thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. Um, I love chat and magic. This has felt like a nice shot in the arm. I feel like it's things have been pretty stale for a little while. So it was, you know, and and not not being able to play paper magic is the way I love to interact with the game. And and without that, it's been very tough for me to get real excited about stuff. But um, having having good guests on and having interesting stuff about to, to talk about like this has been uh, has been really nice. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna scoop in all that. It's a it's a great 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 night tonight. Very happy. Hell yeah, good stuff. Awesome. Um, well, Cliffy, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they uh, where can they find you on the internet? Yeah, so I'm on Twitter at Cliffy81. The I is a one, so C L one F F Y eight one. I have a lot of videos on YouTube. I think it's I think my account name is just Michael Clifford. Mm-hmm. I probably have a dozen or so. I have a bunch of Twitch vods up on there. Um. I also offer ant tutoring sessions if anyone's interested. I have 
I don't know, probably a dozen references now or so. Nice. But if you want to contact me, definitely Twitter is where you can find me. I have on my Twitter both my Ant Guide and my Ruby Storm Guide. If anyone's interested in picking the stack up, I posted a, a pretty thorough, it's like five pages, a pretty thorough guide on what I'm playing right now in Ruby Storm. And I plan to update it whenever uh, this new meta settles. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, you guys know where to find him on the socials there. And uh, obviously, check out the Facebook page. Uh, we did have the email this week, Jerry, but we're going to push that to next week because I want to dive deep into that one. It was a good one from Michael. I promise we'll get to it next week, Michael. And, uh, and yeah, uh, take care of yourselves out there. If you're in the Northeast, drive safe tomorrow. It's going to be icy out. And, uh, and yeah, we'll catch you all next week. Bye. Also, like, I'm, I just realized that, yes, people who are listening to this are listening to this like five days after we record. So it's no longer icy. But just, <laughs> just know that I'm <laughs> thinking of you guys. <laughs> It could be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It could. Be. It could that's true. It is. Just, it is uh, winter in New England. It could be icy no matter what. So, yeah, just drive safe, man. Look both ways. Just, just always drive safe. Yeah, for even, sure. Even if you live in like Vegas and it's like seventy degrees right yeah. now, just still watch out for ice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, excellent. All right, have a great, have a great week, guys. We'll catch you all next week. Bye. <laughs> Come on down to